Hello and welcome to Now That's What I Call Radio. We're here, uh, episode, well, what episode is it? 21. 21.5. 21.2.0. 22. No. Are we just ignoring the fact that last week happened? It's kind of like we, we started the school year, but then we got held back. And so yeah. it's like, eh, we're kind of a senior, but more of a... No, we're, we're absolutely not ashamed, but we just are thinking about those that are on Spotify scrolling through, and it's like 2022. I guess then they'll do research and they'll find our hidden Dropbox with yeah. the episode. In. Yeah. If our... you're listening on Spotify, <laughs> this is for you. This, this is tagged episode 21 for you. Yeah. The Nitwick ARG will lead you to like deep European websites that you need to decode the binary from. <laughs> it's a whole tunnel from here, everybody. Yeah, well, what happened was last week we had an audio malfunction. They happened from time to time. Yeah, like when you don't know what 4,800 sample yeah, rate see, is. If Logan would have been here, if the corona wouldn't, would not have separated us. He could have switched it from 4,800 to 41. Hundred things would be fine. It would have fixed all of our problems. But um, yeah, I couldn't salvage salvage the episode. So I mean, I I didn't want anyone out there to have to listen to you know really difficult to listen to audio. I try not to do that. But we we also want this as candid as possible. So that's the balance. Yeah, it was Some, literally gurgling. Sometimes there's a B side. It just happens. I feel you. And and just to be clear, like even if I, it seems like I'm being mean, I'm really am so excited to get back in that basement with you guys in that currently sad, unfulfilled, empty chair and microphone. So that way you can see that I am joking all along. Oh, dude, I can't even wait for it. Is he, though? <laughs> I mean, he's not joking. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. But that's but the it, charm of it. That's but at least I can it. pretend like I am while I'm there. See, if, yeah. if you smile while saying something dumb, people assume that you're above what you're saying. If nothing more, <laughs> I'm just excited to get mad at you in person. You know? Yes. Oh, dude, it's going to be good. Honestly, like not having that just energy on my right here, it, it's been hard. It's been hard. <laughs> it really has. I agree. It's, it's too easy to talk over. And, and, and I said that as a joke a few episodes back, but legitimately... It's unfortunate that it's too easy to talk over somebody. This yeah. is coming through a call. Yeah, really. Like the, We need to l lay out the Zoom guidelines one more time. If you have a point, pile drive it. Just <laughs> mow over everybody until they stop talking. Because Especially we, Logan. We have to do that in order to get everybody heard. All right, so don't feel bad about it. Yeah. All right. So we're here. This is potentially the last Corona episode until it resurges. And that does make me sad because then we'll no longer have Cody remoting in from the Wawa. Don't worry about it, guys. Oh, I will still be remoting in if need be. I can just bring a Wawa hat. Got to represent, you know? Dang. That suffices. That suffices. This man's more East Coast than all of us combined, except I've for Jake. I've never been there. Yeah, me neither. I need to go. Like, really bad. Need to go. You do. All right. Well, uh, here we go. I mean, now that's what I call Skype call. It's been a great uh, subsection of a season. Thanks for enduring it with us. It's been a time. It's been a real time. All right, we're going to get started here. Uh, album of the week. Damon's got us this week. Yep. 
so I chose Bossa Nova by Pixies. And uh, the way I discovered this album was uh, when I was in junior high, I didn't have a smartphone yet. And so I would uh, check out albums from the library, uh, burn them onto iTunes, and <laughs> nice. then burn Perfect. those albums onto a small iPod, not even an iPod Nano, like one of the ones where it's just a circle and Ooh. four buttons. A shuffle. I, I don't know what those yeah, are called. iPod yeah. shuffle. iPod but shuffle. But a shuffle with a screen. So I guess just the regular iPod. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, because of that, I was really limited to my music. And I, uh, I guess I had that, yeah, late junior high. And I think I still kept it in high school just because, I don't know, it was nice to have and all my music was already on there. And so I listened to it in high school. And since I started listening to it, it's just been a favorite of mine. Uh, it's, you know, I think the most underappreciated album by the Pixies. Like most people, when they think of the Pixies, they think of Surfer Rosa or Doolittle. And for me, I don't know, maybe it's just the nostalgia, but I think Bossa Nova really is their best album. So like wait. Just the sonic volume and just the angry lyrics. Sorry, say that. Uh, what? Are you low-key doing a PSA for the, the library? The library satisfying uh, junior <laughs> I mean, high angst? I, yeah, and maybe. I mean, the only thing is, I don't think that was legal at all. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the library is a great place for uh, getting free music at like a long and painful process. You know, if you're but, just a teenager right uh, now yeah, and so, you're just struggling with angsts that you just can't quite express in any other way go to the library get a library card Thing, things are going to be different Yeah, you might find Bossa Nova on the shelves for what it's worth yeah. even though I didn't find music through the library I did find a lot of really cool movies so I can kind of relate to it in that sense no for sure Dang, I, I feel like such a loser using go to this day. the library for books like there was this whole yeah, untapped you are, tape Logan. audio section. <laughs> Books are yep. overrated. Uh, it's 2020. We're not reading books up. anymore. I don't know, man. Everybody, everybody with coronavirus is totally reading books. I don't think I that's actually, true. Yeah. Is it I only think... if they have coronavirus? Because I have not read a book at all this year. <laughs> it's oh, it's a the... little discussed symptom. Cody, you get the Rona. You're going to be reading books. Hear you me. All it takes is a global <laughs> pandemic, and then everybody become hike, becomes hikers. They become bikers. They become readers. This is all we needed. The, the white people who can afford to take three months off work, yes, that is what they become. <laughs> Ain't okay. that the truth? <laughs> all, right. all right, back to Bossa Nova. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, like I was saying, I just like the volume of it a lot, and... Uh, the guitarist uh joey santiago actually said this is his favorite album by far too so i don't know there's just a little fact for you if and, my uh, lore is correct i think uh anthony fantano said the same Ooh, yeah oh, there you important. go so logan logan's definitely gonna like this album Yep. <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't made a pixie's no, I, worst to best so i i don't even know that officially yet i've heard him say it i've heard him say it because he did a review of doolittle because mm. you know how he does legendary albums on occasion yeah and classic reviews that bossa nova is actually his favorite so wow wow and he there gave kanye go. west a six for dark fantasy 
That's brutal and also wrong, but you know, he's the internet's busiest music nerd. I'll let him go on this one. He's the busiest. I mean, come on. Um, we can give him a pass because he's busy. That's it. If it were for he's anything so else, there's no way. Hey, yeah. I respect his opinion more than the internet's laziest music nerd. I think we're the, Whoever the internet's is. laziest music nerds. That's who I think we are. It's all five of us collectively. <laughs> as one conglomerate nerd <laughs> we're so lazy that like we ruin episodes and create b-sides you know <laughs> i was born out of genuine effort does anybody want to talk about bossa nova <laughs> you kick it logan you you start us oh yeah okay uh like so i'm dumb I got really excited to listen to an actual Bossa Nova album. Oh, no. <laughs> because oh, my, my music canon knowledge, I'm going to lay this out for y'all. My music canon knowledge is basically like 1999 to 2017. And like anything after that, anything after 2017, I won't listen to because it's too new. And anything before 1999... uh has never piqued my interest once. That's why I'm always dissing on the Beatles and anything prior to that. But then I was, I was so surprised that in fact, the Pixies just sound like an older modest mouse. And, yeah. and I realized that's kind of a dumb comparison to make because given timelines and everything and where they both come from in their respective music scenes, it's obvious that modest mouse was just trying to do the Pixies, but a little different. But me, I'm looking back on it, and I'm like, hey, it's the lonesome, crowded West with a guy that's maybe a little bit crazier than the lead singer of Modest Mouse. He's a pretty I, crazy guy, though. Frank Black, man. Black Francis. Yeah, yeah he's something else. Don't, don't yep. discount him. Yeah. That, be careful. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to discount this album at all because uh, this is, ironically, my introduction to the Pixies outside of the final scene of Fight Club. I have legitimately <laughs> never heard a Pixies album before this one. So, Damon, I have to give you the massive congratulations because odds are whatever I listen to now will be judged by the quality of Bossa Nova. So if, if your goal was to convert yeah. a fan to Bossa Nova being their best album, then I am your best unwitting suspect because <laughs> I had a great time That's with this good. and I can't wait to complain about how Surfer Rosa is worse whenever i get around to listening to it no please do. i mean surfer their all their mm. albums are great like i will not say anything wrong about the pixies about well i guess about any of their discography before 2010 because you know their new stuff is garbage <laughs> right but any, Hot, any right. Of i assumed classic it was albums, garbage I, yeah no any of their old stuff like, like i can i i mean there are some songs on some albums that i just can't stand but for the most part, like as a whole, like Pixies are like top three favorite bands for me of all time. And yeah, no, this album is just personally my favorite. I want to hear what you guys have to say about it, though. I don't want to keep like, yeah, yeah no, uh, like uh, everybody uh, take a turn, I guess. I, uh, I have to say, oh, for Pete's sake, we're, we're not taking turns. <laughs> Aaron, it's your turn. This isn't a <laughs> democracy. I'll, I'll go next, please. <laughs> Raise your hand. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I'm pretty new to the Pixies. Like, like within the last three years, I started listening to them, and um, I really enjoy them. I have to say, I think, 
I'm I'm a classic fan. I I really like Doolittle. Like Doolittle is so good, but there there's some uh, uh, tracks on this album that sound more like Doolittle than anything else that I've heard uh, from them. Like tracks like um oh man what is it is she weird oh yeah and yeah what's the hang that was fun hang hang wire yeah hang wire see that kind of pixies i just love it so much mm. and and it's present on this album still so i mean i just i really have a good time with it but going to what logan was saying about modest, modest. mouse um sweet i think the pixies kind of at least in my circles of music listeners um they get underplayed a lot because i think they were super super influential they 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 created a really new sound oh yeah that a lot of people have have well, picked up on and really ran with like bands like weezer early radiohead uh for sure modest Mouse. yeah radiohead nirvana too yeah like kurt cobain said the first time he heard a pixie's uh a pixie song this is uh you know not the exact quote but he said something like, you know, when I first heard the Pixies, I wanted to be a Pixie or join a Pixies cover band. Like, that's how much he related to them. And he, oh. he uh, you know, was influenced a lot in his own songwriting. So, and yeah, David sure. Bowie also says, I mean, maybe it influenced Bowie's lady or later crappy career. But I don't know, like, still, it's cool that somebody of such recognition, you know at least appreciates them so super yeah. critically acclaimed by artists but yeah i don't know i've heard that uh actually like radiohead they were at a venue and they were slotted um well the pixies were slotted to open for radiohead and radiohead refused mm -hmm. they said no there's no way that the pixies are opening for us we're opening for the pixies <laughs> Nice. That's sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, so Radiohead like, played an hour and a half long set before Pixie's 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and we opened. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've seen the Pixies, and I'm pretty sure the Pixies could just jam out for as long as they want. Fair you know, enough. The, even yeah. now, live, I feel like they get up there and, and still go all in, which was refreshing to see. And the audience yeah. really doesn't know what to do with it unless you're a fan. Like I think a lot of people, I was at a Weezer yeah. show and the Pixies opened for Weezer and all the Weezer fans were just like, what is going on up there right now? <laughs> yeah. Well, his voice is gone by, by now. It's kind of, it's still fun to watch, but you know, he's one of those singers that just did too much screaming, similar to Search Tanky and a System of a Down. Like their singing is just not at all what the albums sound like, but I mean, it's still a good time. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll share a little bit about what I thought. It's my turn now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my turn. turn. So, um, okay, I, I'm gonna lay out real quick my uh, Pixies experience because I don't want to speak like I have like a big, a big authoritative opinion. I have heard Doolittle and Bossa Nova and Spotless and probably about half of Surfer Rosa. So I'm I'm no professional, and so I don't want to be like oh yeah my opinion really matters here this album like i don't <laughs> like if you guys didn't like the album that's okay like you don't need to clear that up with me before saying no no i know i'm not trying to clear it up i'm just it, <laughs> right. the reason i'm saying this is because the statement i'm just about to make is not founded in very much experience he thought it sounded like green day all right <laughs> yeah this album was like green day my favorite band 
So really? no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, I, I almost took that seriously for a second. <laughs> um, and, no, and don't but, worry, uh, Damon, when we do trash an album, you'll know. Uh, <laughs> um, in my opinion, I think I do overall like Doolittle better. Um, that's why I had to give the background. Um, I haven't heard everything they've done, obviously, okay. but I liked in this album, I liked when they did the Doolittle vibe more. I was actually going to point out that song, Is She Weird? Because that, that was probably huh. my favorite track off the album, I would think. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. That's always been like just a lower tier song for me me off of this album interesting yeah like, i my thing was c tier bossa nova mm. wow really <laughs> c tier but well, only in bossa nova here was here was my here was my main complaint i felt like right out of the gate i really didn't like the the beginning the very beginning of the album like the first song i really not well, a big rock fan. music <laughs> No, the very first one. It's like it's just a little too self-aware. Cecilia <laughs> Anna or something. No, oh, I forgot what it's called. Yeah. The first song, the instrumental one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say that's my least favorite off the album. Yeah. So when I started it, I was kind of like, "What is this?" Like they had these weird, weird drums going on, and like yeah. they were doing all these like weird chord progressions with trots. And I was like, "Oh boy!" Oh, oh. <laughs> sounds like it's uh, produced by. Yeah. Um, Oh jeez, I just spaced it. But it sounds like ill communication drums. It really does. Yeah. Rick Rubin. Yeah, Rick sounds Rick Rubin like early, drums. like late eighties Rick Rubin. Yeah. <laughs> However, um, okay, now those were really my negative points. Overall, I really did enjoy this album. I thought it was good. Sick. I really loved whenever he just goes for it on his vocals. I kind of wish he did it just maybe a little bit more is my thing. But when he goes in and he's just screeching all over the mic or whatever, I love it, man. It's good. I don't know. Overall, yeah. man, I thought that this was a great album. I think that um, I think that it definitely had some areas where I it dragged a bit for me, but I really overall thought it was good. Sweet. My- All right. Does that mean I'm up? Yeah. yeah, you, yeah your your turn. Yeah. The democracy says the it's Cody's turn now. to speak. Cody, I get your the talking turn. stick. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yesterday, so I should preface this with saying that this was not the first time I've listened to Pixies. I listened to Doolittle and Surfer Rosa way back in high school and in junior high before that. Um, Doolittle, I don't know if it was the entire album, but a good chunk of it was put on Rock Band 2. And I listened to it that way for the first time. And so until yesterday, those were the only two Pixies albums that I had ever heard. And I love them both dearly. Bossa Nova was also really good. I, I was a lot more surf rock i feel like and maybe it was just that i was more aware of it this time around but it's like uh jake was saying with that intro track it kind of sounds like dick dale joined iron maiden for like five (laughs) minutes and that's not necessarily a bad thing it was just really bizarre but i'd say overall i mean i don't have a lot to say about the record i'm also not a pixies master by any means but it was a fun listen and there was definitely like some fun spacier elements. Like I said, I just listened to it for the first time yesterday. So I don't know song titles whatsoever, but the very yeah. last song on the record kind of has like this weird spacey vibe to it. That was really fun. And I was listening to it after having slept for like three hours at like five thirty in the morning. So that was also pretty cool. Might've added to the experience. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Get the paint dripping. <laughs> yeah. I don't Get know. Get your day started. 
I'd say some of my favorite things about this album are the backing vocals from the bassist. I think on the song, The Happening, you know, the one that just starts as a generic rock song, but then it breaks down into just like these like droning backing vocals and Frank Black isn't screeching. He's just like talking. Like, I think that song is like the peak of the album for me. And like, yeah, I do like the screechy songs a lot, but I think what really makes it stand out is kind of like the surf rock vibe I get from some of the songs. Also, one thing I noticed when I was re-listening to it this week is, you know, the lyrics aren't typical, you know, 90s rock, which I really like. Like The Happening, the song I was just talking about is about like encountering an alien spaceship while driving to Las Vegas. And then just like Havelina is like about like a rodent that's found in South America. Like just really like abstract to the point where it's not like, you know, like acid rock, but just weird, like a wholesome weird, I guess. <laughs> Very lyric. wholesome. wholesome like weird. it's, I don't know. I, cause like, you know, there's so many love songs out there and like, there's probably like one or two love songs in this album but like for the most part it's just really unique lyrics and just really like random i guess themes and all the songs and just i don't know i think the album cover honestly might be one of my favorite things about the album i just think it looks sick and just it like is, good you know, album, i think it yeah i think like while looking at the album cover it kind of adds to it too because it's just such a strange like planet like glass planet with like frogs like a doll in the corner and stuff like it's just so i don't know so out there compared to other albums of its time and i think that's one of the things i really appreciate this album the most yeah no the pixies that is something we've kind of failed to hit on hit on and i know that it's something that's inspired you and your uh visual art you know their 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 visual aesthetic is something pretty cool like and they've they've kept that up pretty well don't you think even now yeah even with their new albums like they may sound stupid but you know they keep <laughs> they've they've stayed true to like the looks like I, I really do like how you know the new album covers and stuff look and i think as far as like finding a you know musical group that i can really be like a huge fan of like you know the kind like where i take it the next step and buy a t-shirt of that band like to Ooh, get to that point they have to like yeah, yeah, they have to like be visually appealing to me like no other band. And I think, you know, Pixies covers that. So, Logan, yeah. do, is there anybody out there that you're willing to be a billboard for? <laughs> Hardly. And I have to know that they're independent. <laughs> like, I, I don't mind wearing the Oliver Francis shirt because I know that like promoting Oliver Francis only gives money to Oliver Francis. I don't want to be like, wearing a poison the well shirt who's signed to atlantic records hey. and then all of a sudden you know <laughs> miss olivarius uh peppercorn is getting my money like there's a lot of that and and i i thought of something while uh like cody and damon were talking about how like absolutely ubiquitous the pixie sound is and and i'm gonna make a comparison here and everybody's welcome to fight me on this but Does if it you fight pickles? me then you're admitting i'm right yeah if it involves pickles you can stop here yeah we don't want to hear it <laughs> yeah it's pixies banned. is the seinfeld of alternative rock oh boy oh man well, you're gonna have to elaborate on that one critics <laughs> yeah. critics love it because it it changed so many things and it, it defined a generation. Artists love it because it inspired half of them. 
But then when the actual person goes to listen to the Pixies, you just hear every other band that's now trying to sound like the Pixies. Yeah. And yeah. it's same with yeah. Seinfeld. I'm sure it was yeah. a great show at the time, but like who at can get time, through an dude, episode of Seinfeld? Seinfeld? Is sick. I love Seinfeld. <laughs> I, love I will Seinfeld. accept no Seinfeld slander <laughs> no, on this. Well, you night. also <laughs> like the Pixies, so this holds up. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that's not an insult at all in my book because no, I'm being I'm being serious when I say this. Seinfeld is my favorite TV show of all time. Well, maybe, well, SpongeBob and Flight of the Concords <laughs> are up there too. But like, okay, Flight of the Concords right? is awesome. Yeah, the, both both top three bands and TV shows for sure, though. But wow. uh, no, I can definitely they have had like just an immense influence and. You know, it's just like, I think Iron and Wine also falls in the same category. Maybe not so extensively, you know, influential, but like so many of their songs are covered and like so many, there's like so many artists will like reference them, but like the actual artist itself isn't as popular because like Pixies yeah. will never be as popular as like Nirvana or Radiohead, but like to Nirvana and Radiohead, they're like, yeah, they are like the epitome of inspiration for me. So, mm. yeah, yeah, no. They definitely are kind of in that realm, the artist's artist. Mm. Yeah. Kind of one yeah. Of those. And yep. uh, like I say, though, it's just surprising to me that I really wasn't exposed to them all that much until pretty recently. Um, learning a little bit more about them, it, it's surprising to me. I, I, I mean, I feel like they should have a bigger reputation out there because they really have influenced so much stuff that you hear right now. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, okay, last closing thought I just had it's it's music that's just great to like lay on your back and watch the ceiling too there's something whenever i'm listening to it i'm like this music is a little chaotic but it's calming in in a weird kind of chaotic way like just yeah when my life goes to crap and i'm just laying there on the bed looking at the ceiling the pixies are a good choice mm. <laughs> it's a chaotic it's, middle I, ground I that's the ending of fight club too so clearly somebody <laughs> agrees with you yeah Music, as an art form, is essentially playful. We say you play the piano. You don't work the piano. Damon, wow. I, don't, I don't mean this as a sneak diss at all, but I thought album of the week was Aaron's choice. And I was really excited to like an album he picked for once. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's not going to happen, man. That's a sneak diss against <laughs> Aaron, man. Happen. Low blow, <laughs> dog. Low blow. Aaron, I just want to not make it sound like I hate everything you put out. No, no, because no, I, I love like a lot of your recommendations. I kind of love that you hate everything that I bring to the show. No, I don't want to do that. That's that's like typecasting myself. I'm becoming a flanderized version of the Logan character. Look, Logan, this is episode 21 with two B sides. We we know who you are. We know who we're, you really are. We're yeah. deep enough in the season that the writers can really drop off on doing my character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, music philosophy. Um. Well, last week, you're going to want to go and listen to music philosophy because we, we got into music astrology and uh, <laughs> Logan, Logan criticized me pretty harshly, as usual. And he criticized um, Kate, our friend Kate as well. And, and so did Damon. <laughs> oh, did yeah. Kate end up taking offense at that? <laughs> I didn't know she know. was a music astrologist. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, a music astrologist must listen to Ed Sheeran. That's that's surefire. Right. That's guaranteed. Mm. And Camila Cabello. And Dua Lipa. Whoever and I and I say this 
honestly, whoever that is, I actually do not know. <laughs> I couldn't name a single song by any three of those artists, and that's not a slant against them. I just, it's music fact, astrology. It's not for me, man. Cody, that's exactly who I want to be as a person. I like music astrology. I think it's a good time. <laughs> I'm a Leo, guys. By the way, I'm a Leo. I, I hold my tongue on this one. I bet I know your favorite Ariana Grande song. <laughs> Shoot, man. Shoot. Uh, all right. Seven rings. Dude, I don't even know a single song. <laughs> I would like to no, point out, just, though, that there is a song by a rap group from LA called Year of the Ox, also called Seven Rings. It's Chef's Kiss, Super Hot Fire. Mm. Definitely recommended. <laughs> super Hot Fire. I spit that. All right. right. So, for, for music philosophy, though, what I kind of just wanted to bring to it, just because this is the last uh potential episode where we're we're full on remote um the 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 rona what do we think the rona is going to do to the music industry going forward because i'm thinking that there's not going to be any concerts pretty much this year let me let me consult my most credible source i have here in my source book which is cory taylor all right um <laughs> Corey Taylor had a lot to say on this. Um, oh, man. He said that people are going to be bleeping terrified to go to concerts again. <laughs> and um, you know what? He's probably right about that. Though. Yeah, no. Yeah. And um, I think that concerts aren't going to resurface for a long time. Well, and here's what's crazy about them, too. Uh, every, all, the, all of our favorite artists are telling us we're rescheduling shows. So what's the plan is everybody going to go on tour all at once to a general public that doesn't have money because they're unemployed you know like this is going to be yeah. interesting yeah well there is one weird thing um so i'm <laughs> one time in a moment of weakness i downloaded bands in town on my phone and now it just gives me relentless amount of notifications and i don't really oh want yeah to delete it but i do want to delete it but i haven't just yet. delete it go for it <laughs> so, have at it on air <laughs> And, okay yeah, all right I'll, i will do it on there <laughs> but i just got a bands in town i'm verifying he is deleting it it is gone yeah i just deleted it on air <laughs> thanks guys for giving me the motivation to do it <laughs> what we're here for so um anyways though it did push me a notification that still woozy just scheduled a show for july in salt lake city wow. so i mean it pushed out as a live concert in july and he just barely did it. So I was like, interesting. I don't know if that's just like overconfidence or what, but like, I mean, we could be seeing concerts fairly soon. I know that legally they still can't do it even in the current state. So yeah. I don't know. Like, I think well, it's going to be a while still. I think there's also like a delineation you have to make between like what is a show versus what is a concert because a concert's obviously going to have a large crowd at it. Whereas you get like a hardcore show thrown together. There's like six people show up. I mean, you could probably get away with that. <laughs> Four of those people are in bands. So, you know, it's, <laughs> I feel like you could probably get away with something like that a lot sooner than you could, you know, saying have something at salt air or something like so that. Cody, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So Cody, you're trying to tell me that you're okay. You're going to be okay. Uh, yeah, I'll probably make it through. You're, you're, you're telling us that you're going to be at a show on May 15th? No, I hope not, because I don't have anything booked, and I don't think any of my friends do either. I, I'd like to think that I'm smarter than that, but I just, like, hypothetically speaking, I feel like we could return to, like, small DIY shows yeah. much quicker oh, than sure. we could professionally booked 
concerts. Which I, which I love, by the way. Like, I played a few shows at really tiny places, and there was just this one moment that, you know how you have a few, just a handful of moments that will not leave your head? Well, one of them was, I was sitting literally in, it, it, was, a sh- it was a shack the size of like a shed. Like, barely enough room to get the drum set and everything in there. And we played, and then the next band was playing, and this band like had rigged a telephone to up to a, a quarter inch uh, jack. So she was singing into a telephone, and it just sounded really lo-fi. And I was just sitting on the ground in front of this band, holding my knees with pretty much just the other bands that were, that were performing that night. That's pretty much all that was in this little shack, just the performers. And we're just watching each other. And I was like, this is kind of nice, you know? So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope that at least that can come back pretty quick. I think, I think those, the, the, the artists that are at that level, they really, are, they're going to need it. They're going to need something. I mean, yeah. If, if that's the case, then this would be a great time to try to make it, I guess, make it as a, you know, small band. Cause if Kilby Quarter, like a really small venue starts opening up, like I, for me personally, like I just want to go to a concert. I don't care if it's, you know, the most elementary grade, like local band that sings about like shallow subjects. I just want to see like a live performance or being in a live music music setting at all. Like as, as soon as it's like, like reasonably safe, but I feel like a lot of people might share the same you know, idea. And yeah, no, I, absolutely. It's like I small think, venues are just going to start filling up. Yeah. Hopefully. So yeah, hey, it's a good time to be a small band. When do you think machine girl is going to be back? Logan? Oh geez. Not soon enough, but on the bright side, machine girl has been insanely prolific during this time. Like actually doing what we all said artists should be doing, put out like three projects over the course cool. of this whole thing. Dang. And I, dang. I think that like Cody and Damon are definitely onto something. It's those smaller bands that revive the DIY shows that are going to do great. And, and let's be honest, the entertainment industry and these celebrities have enough capital to soak the blow of not being able to put on huge shows for a while. Um, but my brother, Zach said this very on and early on into the pandemic. He's like, it's the mid-level artists. They're living show to show. They sell about a hundred tickets each. Um, yeah. They're big enough to still have a following, but not that big major label cushion on them right now. They're going they're to be big suffering to for quit the long. Their day jobs. Yeah, they're they're not working at the at yep. the accounting place anymore. Like they live out of a truck, but it's it's show to show. And I think what we're seeing right now is that in a way, social media companies have taken artists on their back to the degree that these companies do where you see like Bandcamp waiving its fees, um, Spotify creating coalitions to raise money for small artists. Like it's utilizing these smaller platforms to enable people to give artists money easier during this time. Um, and, and it hasn't all been perfect, but especially stuff like that waiving of Bandcamp fees. It's like, if, if you're an artist that just quit your day job, getting that little extra Bandcamp income, getting those extra Spotify streams and having a charity directly linked to you. Like that's, that's going to help. And I'm glad that at least some companies are kind of putting them on their back right now. Cause they're, yeah. they're going to keep, they're going to yeah. keep struggling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, 
it's it's the the momentum thing that's that's what's concerning about this and it'll be interesting that's that's all i know but i i just i was thinking about that the other day i was just like man it really could be a while before we see concerts and man there might be a time where you're getting vip tickets to your favorite band for nothing (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i mean just real quick before we wrap on this like your point about you know does everybody go on tour and everybody's broke like if if that happens not very many people i mean i already hear tons of people talking about how they're they're having hard times even paying rent right now so like Mm -hmm. if shows just all of a sudden start showing up it's like yeah sorry guys like ain't happening so but i mean i know that california i guess la already said no concert events till 2021 so i mean la sucks but crazy I mean, I mean it, it's a much bigger risk in the big cities, right? I mean, yeah, yep, for sure. I don't think it's controversial. Yeah, to yeah say Cody, that. Cody, plug your ears. That doesn't apply to hardcore shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only hardcore show that I was hoping to go to in California this year is in Ventura. It's not in LA County. So, you know, hey. <laughs> you can get away with it. It's probably going to get canceled too, but, you know, that's okay. Yeah. It's cold on, Cody. We, we will hope not. I hope I not mean, too. If, if people really do start touring in July and if you have money, now's a great time to like literally like talk to the artists you're seeing for like an hour because no one else will be there. Yeah, like exactly. If you, Good point. <laughs> like if you want to talk to still woozy, like, like if you just want a night out with still woozy, like be the only one of the show in July. So have what's the second to be like 15 minutes of his singles? If you just want to go and get a, a, a brewski with uh, Tom Morello. Now's the time. Yep. You you mean a a crafted beer from okay, yeah, some yeah. from a local <laughs> friend's garage? It would be a crafted oh, made, of course. <laughs> oh man, dude! You're a sellout. That's it. You know, case closed. So so in season two, are we officially going to do um, friggin' uh, hero of the week? Is that well, the it needs a better name? But yes. <laughs> I think I think so. My vote is yes, but I don't want to be the end all. But the but the deal is as a rage filled music show. Yeah, it's true. There, you know, there, there I, is I looked at our Facebook page for the first time this week. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. dude, you, you have at least a creeper account now. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! That was Google Chrome incognito mode. I'm not taking no chances. Miku is Miku. Your uh, your uh, is it? What, what what's the other one's name? You're really gonna you really want to throw down about vocaloids right now? I really want to hear you talk about I don't think we want to do that. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll, we'll have to we'll have a more explicit discussion about what we do with this block. I, I'm not opposed to keep going on sellout. It's just it starts to get to the point where it's feeling like stretching to me. I don't know. Last week That's was pretty opinion. sincere to me. And this week, Cody's got us with the sellout sellout of the week, so let's hear it. Uh so Aaron actually pitched this to me about 20 minutes before we went live if that it's the best way to to ride man i had to kind of do this on the fly the only thing that immediately came to mind because he said what is a band or artist that has angered you recently and i couldn't think of anybody because there just hasn't been enough going on to upset me uh but today i had the misfortune of hearing the new album from the used And this is not to say that they didn't already sell out because I would argue that they did almost 15 years ago. But, you know, I want to give some love to our boys from Orem. Their new album is really bad 
and it just feels like they're grasping at straws of what's popular in post-hardcore, metalcore, and hardcore. I mean, I'm listening, I don't know what the actual musical term for this is, but there is a song on there called The Lottery, and it has, I call them alarm clock breakdowns. I don't know what the heck they're called. Pinch harmonics, I think is their technical name. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, it's a used album. I don't, I'm not there to listen to some, you know, garage recorded metalcore. That's not the point. And so it just, it felt very shallow and desperate to stay relevant. Mm. And it really bummed me out as someone who really likes the first two albums from the used and the third one's okay too. But yeah, that's that's my spiel. I don't have a lot to go on. I'm just oh, upset well, about desperation. You know, are you saying they're from Utah? They're from Orem. They're from, they're from Orem. All right. Here's the deal. Here's here's the thing about a small town states bands. Nobody has ever made it out of Utah, ever. Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dra- do do we really want to count them? Because I'm saying that um. when you see okay, no, when you see just another California band, when you see just another New York brand uh, band, what reputation are they being held to? Nothing, because half of music comes out of the big cities. Nobody cares about if you're a New York rapper, or a California rapper anymore, because their reputation is so all over the place of producing good people, bad people, anything. When you come from a small flyover state like Utah, you have a reputation to uphold. You represent all of us on a level that an L.A. band does not. So, Cody, you know, this really hits home because the people that we've output to the world so far are like David Archuleta, Imagine Dragons, and like half a white R&B singer. And the we rest have of us? nothing. So to hear that us? another one of our brethren, our Utah brethren, is betraying <laughs> us when they have a responsibility to save us from David Archuleta. Oh, it hurts my soul. See, and I'll even agree with that to an extent because those first two used records are pretty solid mid-2000s emo post-hardcore. And then it just got weird. They signed, well, I think they were from pretty much the beginning signed to a major label, but now where they're nearly 20 years into their career, it just doesn't hold relevancy anymore. And it's such a different sound compared to their very first album that it almost feels like they should have just let it go start a new band it's not like they're incapable of making music but i don't need a used record that sounds like whatever metalcore from 1998 was on you know good life recordings and sounded horrible with a super polished job i just i don't need that and it just seems unnecessary and i'm upset about it yeah yeah your your responsibility is very different i want people to be excited when they learn that the used is from Utah. I don't want to learn that the used is from Utah after hearing that their new album sucks. <laughs> Go back and listen to their very first album or at least look up the music videos because they have their website URL in the music videos and it's no longer an active website, I don't think, but it's the used801.com. There's BYU sweatshirts in the videos. Wow. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's worth a look if for nostalgia's sake, nothing else. Um, I, I, I just have to say, you know, and this is a, throughout this season we have redefined what a sellout is several times Mm. and and hearing that a hardcore band is capable of selling out is kind of great oh man oh i could go on and on and on and on about hardcore bands selling out i've got plenty of those green day jawbreaker you know there's there's options (laughs) (laughs) i just think it's kind of great that like 
you know, somebody who's already kind of thriving on the fringes mm. can still sell out. still get greedy. Like yeah. that's <laughs> it's kind of funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Well, and that, that makes me think also like on the topic of hardcore, and I thought about this last week, just the general idea of this label, Equal Vision Records, who was really popular in the late 2000s, early 2010s with post-hardcore bands and like, for lack of a better word, scene bands, if you will, you know, like the swoopy hair and everything. Yeah. It started out as a hardcore label by a guy named Ray Capo and a couple other people just to put out like Hare Krishna hardcore records and... Now it's this giant label that puts out a bunch of goofy bands that I'll probably never listen to. And so it definitely can be a money grab, I guess. And like you said, the fringe of society, like hard, like hardcore is already pretty fringe. Putting religion into hardcore is even more fringe. Starting a record label based on religious hardcore is about as fringe as it gets. (laughs) And so the fact that they can still go from there and turn into this for lack of a better word, I don't want to sound like some hipster corporate label. It's oh, you, know, you it's, sound like Logan. You sound like Logan, dude. You do sound you do sound like a hipster. I am a hipster, like in my soul, but I would no. I don't, I'm remiss to admit it. I don't. No, Cody. We 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 had this discussion very early on. Hipster is actually a title that I don't believe can be self-claimed yeah you, it's, it's an, you have to it's earn an that earned one. title yeah i respect you cody for not just outright trying to be this i respect you man thank you thank you it's much appreciated <laughs> yeah no just wait, uh, just wait till they get to the point where they don't respect you for being a hipster elitist anymore <laughs> then i have to just double down on my stances i can't let it happen <laughs> look look cody has literally changed my entire musical outlook he was probably the first kid I ever met my age that like gave me recommendations. And I was like, holy crap, this guy is like, he is, he knows what he's doing. And I, I mean that sincerely. And, and so when I was like in junior high and stuff, Cody's recommendations, they really impacted me. And uh, Logan, I mean, I hate to say it, but I'm just at a different frame of existence right now. So, yeah, so I mean, the new Sufjan album me, sucks. We have nothing anymore. <laughs> the okay, producers. <laughs> not to like be totally disconnected from the world. And this is kind of a side note, but has Sufjan released a new album since Carrie and Lowell? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's awful. It's, I'm so uh, sorry get, that we were the ones. I'll just go back and listen to Illinois again. I don't need anything yeah, it, new. I'm good. It borders on um, being a Zelda soundtrack this time around. Yeah, I'll just listen to the Zelda soundtrack then. That sounds like a much better way to spend <laughs> yeah. my time. All right, I got a 50-50 shot here. We either got uh, news or bops, and it's legitimately a 50-50. Let's do it. Oh, there we okay. go. Okay. <laughs> music and movies are affecting unsupervised children of all colors. The hip-hop industry makes billions putting out stuff like this. Ah, yeah! Music news. Let's hear it, Logan. I'm, a, I'm excited to bring this in. I saw it in an Anthony Fantano video a while ago. This isn't so much news as it is like I finally saw the study on it. Um, but essentially, The Guardian has released an article explaining that most people's music taste stops developing at a measly 14 years old. Holy crap. What? Whoa. 14 years old. We are very progressive. We are lazy. We're, we're the internet's laziest music nerds, but <laughs> yeah, we're, right. we're progressive. But at least I can open a rate your music tab every now and again. 
Um, but then, <laughs> they can't even but then, be bothered with that. <laughs> you, I got, I got to thinking, and so I, I asked around. I texted some buddies a little bit, and it turns out that people who are my age are still listening to Kelly Clarkson, Navra Levine. People my age are still listening to like My Chemical Romance and such. And I realized everybody's listening to the same stuff they were listening to when they were 14, plus or minus what the grocery stores are playing and Tyler, the creator. (laughs) (laughs) For what it's worth, though, I was listening to Odd Future People when I was 14. And (laughs) I mean, maybe that's why I'm still listening to that first Earl tape. You know, it just stuck with me. That's a good tape. And and to be honest... A lot of Odd Future only got better as time went on. Like, they definitely had an awkward pubescence. Um, but Tyler and Earl are just at the top of their game right Very now. Very edgy. Don't say whoa, 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 whoa. about Tyler, Hold especially on. if your name is Eminem. Did Logan just say Tyler's at the top of his game right now? Did okay, well, like, I don't know if I'd go that far, but... No, 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 I, no. wait, 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 wait. I've heard what you have to say about Igor. Don't try to play two cards right now, dog. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Jake, let, let me be exceedingly clear about my position on this. All right. I believe it is possible for me to say I enjoyed Tyler's earlier work while also saying that based on what he's come out and said, based on the way he's writing music now, that he's happier doing what he's doing now. And we also can't argue that it's more commercially successful, too. So... So even if I come at you, Jake, and I'm like, I don't like Igor because there's no tunes. That doesn't mean that Tyler isn't like, as he said, writing string sections on his tour bus and having the time of his life. Why would I begrudge a man for that, Jake? Logan does and always has had his, you know, feels out for the actual artist behind the music. He is concerned about their psyche, except he also... It, he's also open to exploiting the psyche, but he is happy when they're happy. I have noticed that. Yeah, that's a that's a good quality you have, Logan. Well, I appreciate that. I was I was really expecting to get flamed back for being inconsistent, but you know that's well, that's I mean, cool too. The, the inconsistency is still there, but you know I get what you're. Yeah, going but there's for. an inconsistency and a consistency. So now there's a paradox. <laughs> <laughs> and all art is controversy, as we know. Um, but no, I, that whole like 14-year-old thing it, is fascinating to me because the more people I've talked to over the years and realizing like whereabouts their music taste stops, it really seems that we all had this huge discovery period between like 12 and 14 when we finally got off our parents' iPods. Um, and, and furthermore, for our parents too, like the music that was cool when they're teenagers, like when was the last time... Your dad, I'm talking literally, people in this chat, your dad went out and listened to a new album. Oh, man. Our, our dad, uh, that was the, you asked I, the wrong people here. You asked the wrong people, yeah. No? <laughs> because, <laughs> because our dad is actually so down to try whatever we want to show him, or he'll, he'll just hear us talking about stuff, and he'll go spin it himself. I know, like, speaking personally, but Aaron can probably speak to this. I love Coheed and Cambria. If it mm-hmm. weren't for my dad, I never would have listened to them. He's I the one that turned me on to that band. I would have never discovered the Pixies if it weren't for my dad either. So, mm. you're getting I don't know. roasted, Logan. But, yeah, Logan but well, and, and, and my dad, every time I ask him about an album, he always recommends a brand new album, like 2019, 2020 album. And okay. Don't do dads like that. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I don't know how far back I have to reach though, really, because Just yeah. I you're think dead we all know that Boomer Rock is Boomer <laughs> Rock for a reason. And no, yeah. just because boomer, we all happen to have cool and stereotype is real. Yeah. Just because we all happen to have cool and progressive dads. Uh, I think, I think my dad listened to a disturbed and five finger death punch album. So I'm not sure if he gets credit for that or not. No, no, he does. He does. That's okay, I'm proud of right. him. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm proud of some of that. Uh, but like, I, I legitimately think after reading this article and interviewing that most people stop trying to find music after 14. I think I, think, I would like to continue gathering data on this. Th it's a really interesting point, And I definitely see what you're speaking to here, but like, I think at least in my case, and I'm speaking from me, um, I have a couple like foundational albums that I found probably around that age that yes, I still go, go back to like on a weekly basis. But I also weekly. have found, um, okay, obviously not all of them on a weekly basis, but I, I have certain <laughs> albums that I found at that time that they still resurface like frequently for me. However, I also do feel like right now I am actively searching for new music. And when I find something that it clicks with me, man, I, it, it, it gets, gets thrown into my rotation. rotation. Seriously. Seriously. Like one of the biggest albums that's been added to my, I, I don't want to call these foundational because it's new to me still, but like your canon. Yeah. Kind of my canon is the brave little abacus album, dude, that nice. album. I have adopted that album. I freaking love it. That's my favorite album out of this show so far that I've been introduced to, I think. So, I mean, I'm still finding new stuff, but yes, I do have roots for sure. Logan's is a uh, Ty Siegel self-titled. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I just can't get the tambourine out of my head. Or the trap fact that I got made fun of for it. <laughs> but, like, but, but doesn't that beg the question of is it, are those foundational albums like now the only foundational albums you will have? Like I, I understand no, you can no. add new things to the canon, but yeah. I, I don't think so. No. I think that there are albums that in 10 years from now, they will be foundational and they were laid right here. You know, do the, you, do you the think strokes new 60? album, okay. the strokes new album immediately made it into the canon. <laughs> okay. Careful, I will get Aaron, in your you face, I will you get in your face about this one. The new strokes album is so good. <laughs> You know, Aaron, a wise man once said, I don't trust anything that I like right away. Oh, who, who was that? I think that was you. Wasn't yeah, it? it was me. <laughs> <laughs> don't feign innocence. It won't save you now. I was wise once. Then, then the Rona happened, you know? I can't, I can't believe all it took was a Strokes album for Aaron to go back on the second best advice he ever gave me. Oh, what's the first? Shall be revealed in a future episode. Oh, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> <Nice>. Blackmail is <laughs> what onlyfans.com like. slash now that's what I call radio. <laughs> yep. Patreon's in the description. <laughs> our, hidden, our hidden Dropbox. You can get the emotes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all the people Twitch streaming right now. <laughs> I just hey, can't. It's been really oh bizarre because, like, Total side note, but as someone who's like streamed for a while and like is a Twitch affiliate, there's way less people watching streams right now than there was like two months yeah. ago. But mm. the amount of people that I've found that are now playing Resident Evil games on Twitch compared to <laughs> our small community like two months ago is nuts. It's absolutely bonkers. And I'm like, who are you people? Where did you all come from? <laughs> yeah, no, Go back to where you came. The, the, th the same thing is happening with podcasting, I think, because I've had many people, they're like, oh, I bet your podcast is just blowing up. And I'm like, 
it's still growing, but like, uh, everybody is trying to podcast right now, you know? And so it's actually like breadth is just all of a sudden it's like, there's no depth, just breadth. And, and it's, it's not necessarily advantageous. Yeah. But who cares? You know, great. Yeah. Logan. It's true. Logan, you got any more news? No, that, that was it. I, have a, I also I have a got the 20 minutes beforehand notification. I, I have a, hey, hey, look, <laughs> even, you know, even though I could have realistically deduced that, that I was in charge of this a week ago. Guys, don't say it on the air because <laughs> yeah, you're making us look bad. You're making us look like the internet's laziest music nerds. I think we should adopt that as our motto. I'm just yeah, going to throw that in there. Uh, we got I a new tagline for the show. <laughs> no um i actually have a, a research uh, like a study i've been performing as well but i've been oh, yeah? performing mine for about almost two years now it's cooler than yours so let's hear it dude yeah dude go on. on yeah don't okay, save it for the bonus episode yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh two dollars a month at twitter or at patreon you know yeah I, I just try to find out you know how many people legitimately know what sequins are like i what? frequently on the street i'm just like hey do you know what a sequin is like clothing sequins yeah okay yeah, Cody, Cody, Cody yeah. Got one. according to my research you are um well i'm just gonna put it this way most of the time females know what sequins are so uh oh let's not <laughs> go here dude Oh, I, I have to say that your uh, results will be skewed because Drake just put out a song where the chorus includes the word sequins. Oh, no. So oh, certainly a few straight men will now learn about a thing Dang that they didn't just know before. Just throw your study out the window. There's yep. no Dang reason it. for it anymore. Dude, Drake ruined it again. Dang Aubrey Graham strikes again. Canadians. <laughs> All right. Bops. What's what's protocol if your bop isn't on Spotify? Do you just are you screwed? You're screwed. You're you're a little screwed. Yeah. I mean, okay. All Logan, right. still Logan. Say, you can still say it, but Logan, don't get me wrong. We all think you're super cool. Yeah, I'm glad. That I'm glad that your bop's on SoundCloud.com. I want to share. A true hipster would keep this all to himself. Yeah, you know what? I I love it when you open that shell just a little bit logan i love that because i know that deep down deep 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 down you have some traits that are not hipster and i love it <laughs> there are many <laughs> no he's like the biggest sellout ever like he's, he's the guy who like okay but it the, the, takes the, a, the, the, the the fly lamp that his eyes are always just like he's going towards it's just absolute okay, indulgent it, popularity it is freaking hard to get him to talk about it though i know and he will shame other people <laughs> to no freaking end <laughs> what is this character attack all of the sudden what have i done logan it's just been too long that's that's all it is yeah we just can't wait for you to be here now's a bad time to bring up that i bought a mac mini huh oh my gosh <laughs> imagine those airpods I'll forgive you, I get. I don't know, dude. That's a pretty bad one, Logan. Well, here we are. We're at Bob's. What do we do next? Y'all already know. Wait, who goes first? We never know. <laughs> I always forget. Freaking. I... I don't remember who went last last week. This, this is a kooky show. <laughs> dude. I... <laughs> 
dude, this, we're just playing a game of chicken right now. All right, fine. Yeah, Jake. Jake goes first. <laughs> Jake, right. you got it this week. Oh, okay, thanks, <laughs> thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Um, all right, I'm br- I'm coming at you live, hot and live with another chest cavity singer. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh wait, you, this is a Netflix <laughs> need to watch the B side. <laughs> <laughs> we're just dude, watch. They... We're rapidly evolving into that show that is just nothing but inside jokes for people who watch the first twenty episodes. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, well, better go and watch them. Jeez. I do a podcast. It's basically just hanging out with my friends and having a good time. I don't need. I don't need this dark sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. Logan. Yeah. Logan, come on. Stand behind this show. The, the you, pro- you know that there's deep musical content here. The, the producers don't appreciate it. All right. Well, okay. they're the one ruining my character anyway. No. no, but I'm dead serious. I am bringing to you basically the epitome of a chest cavity voice. He probably even beats out Eden, and that's hard to say, um, on a chest cavity voice. Not saying I like his voice better, it's just... Okay, so the track is Dropout by Breakins. Okay, Breakins is a very angsty little 19-year-old kid, and um, he does these rad vocal effects, though, and he just his production is awesome. Like he just crushes everything to the point where when it hits, it's just like, I'm not going to do it in the mic to spare your ears, Oh, but go hit play on him and you'll experience what I'm talking about. And it's really cool. Actually. Like he gets these good rhythms with his vocal. He, he like kind of raps, but kind of doesn't. And his production is just really unique and his voice is super crazy. And I don't know. I've been, li- I've been listening to this song like literally every morning on my drive to work. So that's definitely my bop for this week. Um, are we going to like have an episode where we all bring our dinner and then we just eat dinner while we're doing this and into the Nitwick mic? mukbang. Are we going to make, Dude. are we going to do it? Are we going to do that meme? Only if that ends up, on like the secret channel, yeah, because because yeah. dude, heck no, is that gonna be our poor listeners listening to me eat orange chicken, dude? <laughs> no, orange chicken goes down hard. <laughs> All right, well, my bop got totally drowned out, but it was a good track, <laughs> and I do recommend that you give it a try. All right, Damon, what are you listening to? All right, so uh, for my final in one of my classes, I'm assigned to just make a song. And uh, it's been difficult just because I've had to adjust to a new DAW and whatnot. And Whoa, so I've just been DAW? learning a uh, digital audio workstation wow. uh, or workspace. I don't That's know. pretty cool that you know what that is. Jesus Christ, <laughs> <Yeah>. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> you made him explain it. This is a new love. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm making a song, right? And uh, it it can't have any lyrics in it. And so I'm like, okay, who's my favorite lyricless artist? Daft Punk. And so I'm making a very Daft Punk adjacent song, like almost the point where like, it's just like an off-brand version of them, but I'm just in it for the points at this point. Uh, Anyway, so uh, Niall Rogers is like, Niall Rogers is like the guitarist on Random Access Memories. And so I decided I would, sample some of his guitar work and i was just digging around uh some old 70s and 80s funk and it was actually super sick to listen to like that's what was playing all this week and uh he's the greatest dancer by sister sledge was this week's bop a very disco-y song but 
it's kind of sick and it was stuck in my head all week so nice yeah, yeah that, that'll go nice against uh the system of a down and machine girl that's already in this playlist. And Oliver Francis. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it would really compliment the playlist too. So <laughs> oh for sure, yep. dude. <laughs> all right, uh Logan. Yeah. All right. Well, since I've been bullied out of recommending a SoundCloud track. <laughs> no, dude, 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 you can still do it. I was freaking kidding. All right. So I, I wanna I wanna break something down for everybody. If you are a music fan. There will come a day in your life where you become obsessed with a band known as Death Grips. Oh, they're great live. That's what I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much everybody has only good things to say about Death Grips as soon as they enter into the realm of Death Grips. Um, That that, that makes a lot of sense. It's like, you know, once people become a fan of Radiohead... (laughs) They are a fan of Radiohead. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Once people become a fan of Kelly Clarkson, they're oh, a Cheryl fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, because everybody is a Death Grips fan at some point, I think a lot of music that sounds like Damon was saying, adjacent to Death Grips this time instead of Daft Punk gets written off as like, oh boy, can't wait for another man aggressively yelling politically conscious rap over noise drumming. But I, I think there are legitimately great tracks out there that get written off just because so many people are like, I already went through my death grips phase. So I want to urge you to give a listen to this little track here called Rather Die by a guy called Nah. That's just it. N-A-H, which is maybe actually the worst uh, SEO name I've ever seen other than Steven. Nah. Of this 2014 album <laughs> it's raw it's visceral you turn it on you crank the speakers and it just it awakens that primal electric energy in you all over again you're ready to like overthrow the government and reinstate a cyber crypto pro magnon caveman times again nice cool. nice you know that is the more realistic perception of the of the future you know, when it comes down to the Jetsons or what you just said, I definitely err on what you just said. Cyber crypto pro magnon caveman times. Yep. I think I was just chaining words that begin with C. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that that is the real, the real new world, but I hope we don't get there, honestly. But that's, I hope so, too. That's, it's much more fun to pretend that we're making music in that world than actually live in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. All right, Cody. Okay. So I, what I was going to do for my bop of the week actually just came out today. And so I feel that that would be kind of unfair. That's so, bop of the day. Yeah. We'll go for that next week because I'm sure I'll still listen to it a lot between now and then. But uh, instead, something else I've been listening to a lot. This is a real deep cut to some mid-aughts alternative rock. Uh, it's a side project of a bunch of hardcore bands. The band is called Renee Hartfelt. The song is called Gratitude, and then in parentheses, four. It's very just kind of like spacey alternative rock. I don't know of a better way to describe it, but it's a super underrated album. And that's, you know, coming from someone in hardcore, even there, it's not something that a lot of people know of. And they released an EP, they released the LP, and then they just kind of dipped out. They only played like eight shows. And wow. so it's it's great. The album's called Death of the Ghost. It's awesome, but... That's my bop for the week. I've been listening to it a lot. Every once in a while, it just like comes roaring back into my life. 
Love it. I love it. I was I was scared when you said hardcore supergroup that I was gonna have to fight against uh, the sound of animals fighting again. Hey, I won't put any defense out for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Green, just go never been name dropped on the show before. Get out of here. I'll just listen to Circus Revives first three records and also say since translating the name, I don't need anything else. It's true. Man, man is almost too prolific. That's possible now. I'd agree with that. So, so you're saying your bop of the week is it was like you and one other person on the planet listening to it together? Uh, probably. I obviously I can't see metrics really on Spotify that well, but their most listened to song. Oh, there's 311 monthly listeners. So, oh, there you go. Ooh, there you go. Jeez. Ooh. yeah. It's it's in mm. that real nice sweet spot of there's nobody <laughs> here but me. Yeah, that real nice sweet spot. They haven't quite blown up yet. You know, they're not they're not quite overtaking the world. Wait, yes. I would like to point out that this record that I just recommended a song off of came out in 2005. I don't think they're ever going to blow up. <laughs> and I also don't think that was ever the point. So it's fine. Yep, there you go. That's that's the true hipsterdom. Listening to stuff that's already dead. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Um, this week, I returned. Speaking of albums that resurface, there's a track that every time I rediscover it, I'm like, oh man, like why have I not been listening to this every single day? Mm. And um, it's a Beck track. It's on Odele, his best album, in my opinion. Uh, Novocaine. It the Novocaine. It it comes on. It's got those Dust Brothers big fat samples. It's it's out of control. And and just when you're kind of like, could this song get any wackier? At the very end, he comes in just full force, and it's one of the best Beck moments ever. So Novocaine, it's a good one. Nice. It, it is. That is a very good song. Well, Netwicks, we've we've done it. I don't know if we've survived the Rona, but well, apparently the the Utah is opening back up here. So we still here. I mean, you know, I think that uh, no matter what happens, even if we get to caveman Neo Chroma Magnum future, we will. Still- <laughs> All right, we'll still be here listening to chest cavities. Heck yes, we will be. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you next week. Uh, Be safe and keep having fun. There's plenty to do. Plenty to do. Keep it on the. I'm thinking at this point we should like make a chest cavity singer tier list, and like F tier is like the weakest chest cavity, and like S tier is like Eden with a slowed and reverb mix. 